Welcome and thanks for joining us again on Behind the Mic, Conversations of Hope. I am your host, Mike Stone. Do you ever wake up one morning and just feel like you're in this constant revolving door? Kind of like the movie Groundhog Day. You just wonder, what is my purpose? Is this really all there is to life? Well, today I've invited a guest who is a friend of mine, and we've just asked him to come and share his thoughts on our purpose in life. Tonight, I want to introduce you to a good friend of mine who has inspired me. Um, he's displayed wisdom since I've known him, and uh, he cares deeply about people. And I believe he has a message uh, today that we can all glean from. Jim Smarkle, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mike. Great to be here. Great to be with you and everyone who's listening in. Would you share just a little bit of background for those who don't know you? You know, that's, that's a, a question that Frankly, I was unable to answer for a lot of years. Um, I can easily answer that now. I'm a child of God, a follower of Jesus, a friend of Jesus, um, and focused completely on his work here on earth. So my, my, my view of life uh, is through him. Um, who I am, I'm a native Ohioan. I've uh, been very fortunate to uh, have had a good professional career, mostly in higher education as an administrator. Um, also had opportunities to start some ventures and, and kind of be on that leading edge of ideas and how to execute those ideas and bring them into a place where it can create uh, blessing or create mutual benefit to those who are part of that. So always been in Ohio. Um, Buckeye fan? I am a Buckeye fan. Okay. And, um, that's been kind of fun too over the years. Uh, we're fortunate. Also a Bengal fan, so you know, kind of really? evens it. Yeah, okay. kind, of, kind of evens it out <clears throat> All right. uh, a little bit. <laughs> They're both having perfect seasons. So uh, I've married for thirty-two years. Have two adult children. My lovely wife Leanne, who's um, just been a great partner. Um, we've, we're best friends. Uh, we've been that way since day one. And uh, just a, a great uh, adventure we've had so far and look for many more years of that. Two daughters, Abby and Sarah, uh, as you mentioned, Mike, um, our paths have crossed before uh, through youth ministry, our children. Um, our, our children are such a blessing to us. We've watched mm -hmm. them grow up in the Lord and um, they just love God and they love people and they want to make a difference in the world. And, yeah. and again, that comes back to those same questions. They've been able to catch um, kind of the idea of meaning and, and a sense of trajectory in that meaning. And now they're, you know, in graduate school and in yeah. college and they're being equipped to serve in ways that will bring about fulfillment and a difference, we think, in the world as God leads. So, yeah, uh, love them dearly and very grateful to, to call them my family. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's, I guess, a little bit of who I am. Certainly we can get into more detail with you know, I, I, I would definitely say, who, who are you, Jim, or who are you, Mike? That is really the question that I think we're here to talk a little bit we about. We are. We and, are. And my discoveries that I've made over 50 plus years of this journey on earth, if you will. Yeah. 
awesome family. And that's, that's part of the reason I had you here is because I've just been so impressed by uh, you have such a, uh, a great background in education, all the things that you've learned. I think you bring a lot of wisdom here tonight. Um, I'm going to ask you a question, though. How many times in your life have you been asked when you were a kid, what are you going to be when you grow up or what do you want to do when you grow up? A lot. Lots. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Isn't it curious that so that is I think that's an indication of the importance of what we're yeah, what exactly. we're talking about. It, yeah. it, it's on our hearts. And it's curious that then we we asked our children that question, which is an appropriate question. Yeah, absolutely. Very much so. <clears throat> and what I've discovered through some of the experiences I've had with my own children being in education, uh, being a coach, and, and just being around youth, um, the, I think the key to is how do we help those young people answer that question? Yeah. And I was, you know, firefighter. My dad was a firefighter, you know, the volunteer. You know, I wanted to be a banker. You know, I had these ideas, but I didn't have much help. Yeah by other voices that we would say would be positive, helpful voices, giving me thoughts, asking me questions, um, maybe even inviting me into experiences that would help shape that journey. Yeah. Um, and I think in some ways, that's why I'm so uh, passionate about purpose and that journey of discovery and becoming something more because I was asking those questions as a boy and wasn't finding answers that were satisfactory, even into early adult life. And I was discovering things through trial and error. Yeah. Almost right. like kind of winning the lotto, you know, kind of like I'm, I'm buying the ticket. I don't know if this is going to work, but I'll try it. Well, yeah. that brings that can bring a lot of things into the picture. It can bring risk in, it can bring pain in. Not that, I mean, we can learn from those things. So I'm not saying they're all sure, bad, yeah. but it's sort of like if there are ways to order my steps that can help me move in a direction of discovery and meaning that is more helpful to me than just sort of random exactly. experience and maybe I get it right or I figure it out or maybe I don't. Yeah. Which in me, in my mind, is almost a tragedy. Exactly. If yeah. You, if you don't start to get a sense of what that can mean for you. So a couple of weeks ago we spoke, and and when we were talking about this podcast and what we kind of we had some ideas of what we wanted to talk about. One topic kept coming up, and you you mentioned it, and that's purpose. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, I looked up on on dictionary.com, and purpose as a noun says the reason for which something exists. I thought that was a really good general definition. Um, simply stated, it's the reason why we exist. Or practically, it could be something as simple as why get out of bed in the morning. Mm. And I think, really, I ask you the question about people asking you as a kid, what do you want to be? Because I think we have that innate, as human beings, we have that innate desire for purpose. And even like you said, as kids, people are going, hey, what's your purpose? They didn't phrase it that way, but that's really kind of what we all want to know is what's our purpose in life, mm -hmm. right? Very much so. Very much so. I did some research on this and I, I pulled up uh, just strictly speaking outside of the spiritual aspect of, mm -hmm. of our purpose. And, and psychology today says it reduces stress. It improves our coping skills. 
and it promotes healthy behaviors. Um, in a study they did of older adults, older adults who had a higher sense of purpose, uh, they were associated with greater use of preventive health services, such as getting cholesterol tests, mammograms, prostate exams. It says not incidentally, it was also related to spending less time in the hospital. So I think even in the world, people are seeing that having a sense of purpose is beneficial. Yeah. The, the topic I want to touch on first is when we don't know what our purpose is, mm -hmm. what's that look like? And we, we talked a little bit about that, I think, um, a couple of weeks ago. But uh, going through life with purpose, going through life without purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think we've all ran across people who are very intentional about their purpose in life. And we've probably ran across people who just don't even have never given it a thought. Sure. They just, you know, I got to get up in the morning because I got to go to my job. I got to make money. I got to come home, put food on the table, go to bed, get up and do it all over again. And it's easy, I think, to look at life that way. You know, if we don't have that strong purpose. And I, I think there's a there's an element to this that is almost like the the precursor to purpose. So whether we're aware of purpose and we use this term or not, the reason something exists, and I do like that kind of simple definition, mm -hmm. there are you can call them values, you can call them um ideas, things that are important to you, whether you're aware of them at the conscious level, like the thought level, or maybe even at the subconscious level, your environment, you know, the, the household you grew up. I mean, we don't choose those things. You and I didn't choose when we were born, the family we're born into, right. the, the color of our skin, where it is. It could have been Bolivia. I mean, it, yeah. and, and so now all of a sudden we're growing up in this system that starts informing us as a human being as to what's right, what's wrong, what's important, what's not important. Um, what does future look like? Is, is there a pathway to that that, that makes sense to us? That, that there's something more, I mean, or not? I mean, there's limitations. There could be oppression. There could be, you know, just marginalization that can, I mean, however you start to identify your story, if you will, your, your beginning and then the pathway you're on, those things that become important to you define your purpose or what you think purpose is. Right. So I think as we get into this discussion, we're going to touch on that, that there are foundational tenets or values, uh, kind of your filter that you say is, well, why does the world exist? How did it come to be? What, what happens after I die? Um, how do, what's valued in this world? What's right and wrong? Things like that. I mean, these are big questions. And yeah, we're, right. we're like jumping into the deep end of the pool first. But ultimately, in some form, how do you discover what's important that then allows you to make decisions off of what you think is important? Because you need... You need a sense of conclusion to then decide what am I going to do based upon the factors that, that are before me. The situation I find myself, good, bad, or indifferent, is going to influence my actions. Right. And, and then that becomes the lead into this sense of, well, what is my purpose? What, why do I exist? How does this all make sense to me? And how am I going to live in that or thrive in that or not? Yeah. Be victimized by that potentially because 
you know, we're speaking in a Western culture. Socioeconomic. I mean, there's so many factors that come into this where you and I could be victims of oppression. I mean, so saying all of that, just to say, ultimately, there are sort of suppositions that we we live off of. And at some point, you become aware of those things. What's important to you is probably the easiest way to answer it. And then I think that starts to define these other kind of larger pieces that you live into. Yeah, that's a really good point because we do have a tendency to think in our Western thought and um, we're just we're just a small portion of this world. In Mm -hmm. fact, we're uh, typically we're we're a bit different than most of the rest of the world in the sense that we have so much. And I think uh, if, if I'm understanding what you're saying right, when we grow up in a society like we, you know, middle class you you have school, you have clothes, you have food, you have a home, you have all those things. So you start thinking differently already about your purpose in life as opposed to, you know, I work in an adoption agency where we go to Ethiopia and it looks a little bit different over there mm-hmm. than what it does here. Um, so, yeah, this could get really deep really quick here, but I think... Uh, well, I think one thing too, Mike, to help to simplify it... Um, <clears throat> There, there's kind of a larger story, which we're touching on a little exactly. bit. Exactly, yeah. Which is kind of this larger narrative of the human race. Right. That That's a backdrop that we all are a part of, that have that's been right. for thousands of years. And then there's my story. That's and right. And your story. Our individual stories that only are ours. They're unique to us in this larger story. Yeah. And then ultimately, what does that pathway look for us? Yeah. You know, how do we how do we begin to find things that that are important to us, that matter to us? Like you asked, am I Ohio State fan? You know, that that's an important thing, um, potentially to a sure. person, yeah. um, you know, that, that, that it has value. So then you you start to invest time in that, uh, et cetera. Family. You ask about family. Yeah, yeah. family. Yeah. Um, so I think it's it, there's like this these parallel stories, the big story and then your story. Yeah. And we're mostly concerned about our story. Mm-hmm. Let's face it, right? Sure. We, we understand we fit in the bigger scheme, but this is my life. I've got, what, 70, 80, 90 years. Right. And uh, so I'm concerned about what that looks like for me. Mm-hmm. Same for you. Everybody has that. Um, but I also want to maybe clarify, too, we are talking about maybe we should define what our definition of, of purpose is because, you know, I alluded to as a child being asked, what are you going to do when you grow up? That's not necessarily your purpose. That's your maybe career. I think most of us look at a career. You know, I want to be a, I want to be a fireman. I want to be a policeman. I want to be a ball player, whatever. That could be our purpose. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that what we're talking about is bigger than that. It's, it's the question that you ask yourself when, when life knocks you down and you're just kind of, kind of grappling with the real bare raw stuff and going, why am I even here? What God, in this case, what God has, we believe as, as believers, we believe, um, Jeremiah 29, 11, mm-hmm. um, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you, not to, to harm you mm-hmm. plans to give you hope in the future. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of plan that, that we're ultimately talking about tonight. So how does that all fit in? Does that make sense? It makes it. I think it makes sense as you begin to to live into that truth. So that's part of this earthly journey. I really think that 
And I'm not, I mean, as I've discovered, that this earthly journey is one of discovery of truth, ultimate truth, yeah. which we believe is Jesus. Yeah. Ultimately, that's truth, the way, the truth, and the life. So this, this idea of, of discovering purpose, I, you, you've hit on it, Mike. What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to do something. First, we're human beings. Mm-hmm. There's a sense yeah. of, of being. Your definition of purpose, reason something exists. Again, this is where your worldview comes in. That's what right. you say is important. Yeah. So if we're speaking from a, a Christian worldview standpoint or a biblical worldview, we say God is creator, God is redeemer, God is sustainer through the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And that the relationship is the reason we exist. That's the right. relationship with our creator, our savior, and then our our advocate, our counselor, the Holy Spirit who's with us and in us yeah. as we come to faith in Christ. So that it's more the being part first. It's the it's the core of who we are as we were created to be by God. And then the doing part comes from that. It, it's this idea of what we would say in the church, the great commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. It's this sort of vertical, horizontal thing that, that we love God. He loves us. We come into this love relationship. That's a being thing. Right. That's eternal. Right. Then the expression is how we live that out. That's the doing part. And there are other facets to it, but just to try to give those markers. So that, why do we exist as humanity? We exist because God created us to be in a relationship with him for all of eternity. Yeah. And we can get into all the things that happen to that in that larger narrative of creation, fall, redemption, ultimately all things being made new at the judge. You know, certainly we can get in that, but it's, a, it's more about the who than the what. Yeah. That's more important initially for us. And that's what we hope all people discover. Right. Paul and Peter write about that, that all people would come to know the truth and that none would perish. We, we claim that, we desire that because we've received that. That's answered the ultimate question for us. Yeah. We know now that, 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 that uncertainty, that, that troubled question that maybe even haunted us, which I can attest to for many years, even into early adult, was finally answered when I turned to God. So I grew up in the church. I grew up in a Christian family, grandparents, parents. We attended church every Sunday, involved in youth growing up. That wasn't the case for you. So how does that look outside of being a Christ follower? You just alluded to it. How long it was before you found that, I'll call it the missing piece in your life. So as we're talking about purpose, from a very young age, I understood what you were talking about. You know, the, the sin, the fall of man and all those things coming into being that became a part of who I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And, and there, certainly there was a point when I stepped back and questioned that I didn't want to follow my parents' beliefs just because that was their beliefs. I, you know, I had to question that for myself, but how does that look for at the time, an unbeliever finding your purpose in life? as it relates to that bigger picture of being a part of 
eternity with, with the Lord. Yeah, I, I think there's some, whatever our starting point is, and we touched on that earlier, we don't, we don't choose those things. And yet at some point, wh- whatever point that is, we, we're responsible for our own life. That's right. We're responsible for our decisions. So we grow up in a household and that influences us. Mm -hmm. And then at some point we test that out for ourselves, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Um, And for me, so I grew up in a household that, that did go to church. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was in a church setting, um, not much different than the other things that we belong to. Almost like a club sort of sure, thing. Yeah. You know, we participated in school activities. We per- participated in the local fire department activities. We, my, my dad was part of a union. You know, it was you were you belonged to to groups of people that had purpose, yeah, if you will, right, and and good purpose that that create a a society that that is balanced and stable and and has systems and governance that are that are good for people to have. But there, but the ultimate truth, which ultimately is God was not discovered by me for whatever reason. That didn't happen in my younger years. Right. In fact, I, I experienced a lot of loss as a child, deaths and sales of farms and all these things that had legacy impact in my family system. Mm-hmm. They were all taken away. I think I had eight major losses in like 14 years. Wow. Between those kind of things, a lot of loss. Yeah. And so I really became heavy laden with life just looks like loss. Even, even the basketball team I played on lost every game one season. Wow. You know, it's like, it was like, man, this is what's going on. This is tough. And, and so that influenced kind of my pathway. So without ultimate truth, I just started to try to do things on my own. Yeah. You know, I tried to, to, uh, be noticed. Now that can be, Poor behavior in school and, you know, back in the days when they could crack you, I, yeah. yeah, I got that and <laughs> detentions and, and, you know, because really what I was struggling with was I was struggling deep inside my soul, but didn't know it because I'm right. immature. Yeah. I'm a child. I, and, yeah. and, I, and, and so I'm acting out. I'm trying to achieve. I'm trying to please. I'm trying to I'm trying to do it in my own strength. And I'm doing that through my teenage years, into my 20s, early into my marriage. And, and you know, you can, you can climb mountaintops many times in your own strength or opportunities. Some of it may even be luck, if you will, or maybe fate, however you want to define that. Maybe good things can happen to you. And, and some of those things happened to me. And so I was trying to live through what I would say more the world's um, definition of purpose, which generally speaking, I would say is bigger is better, survival of the fittest. Success. Success. He, yeah. You know, who gets the most toys wins. You've seen yeah. that bumper sticker. Yeah. And so I was living through that lens, that, that definition of purpose, which again, in itself isn't necessarily bad. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, but it isn't an ultimate eternal thing. And my personality type, and we all have a little, you know, some of us are introverted, some of us are extroverted, some of us maybe a little more passive, some more aggressive. I tended to be more of an extroverted kind of intense person. And so usually the way I had to learn was like running into a wall. You know, like I, you know, I had to, I worked hard and was zealous and like, yeah, let's get her done. And, and then boom, it's like, that ain't it. 
you yeah, know, or, right. or, oh man, that hurts, kind of paid the price for that decision or that pathway, even though I was living within the law, so to speak, sure. of society, you know, yeah. but nevertheless, I was learning and trying to course correct without ultimate understanding. Yeah. And I think that's the reference I made earlier about it's almost a chaotic kind of bet the lottery kind of approach like this ticket will be it. Right. And that's not it. Uh, this would be it. And ultimately, I got to a place where, you know, from a societal perspective, I was married, had children, had a great job. I had position, authority. I was earning well. I mean, all of those things have defined it. And I would sit literally at the end of the day and say, this isn't it. Yeah. This just isn't it. And thankfully, I discovered that my heavenly father was using those things in a redemptive way that ultimately led me to say, I am not going to do this anymore. God, I remember even saying it, God, I don't fully know who you are. But over the years of being in a church setting, uh, reading the Bible like a, like a book, if mm-hmm. you will, yeah. those were all seeds that were planted. Those were all little touch points that whether I knew it or not, at the conscious level, subconscious, and even at the spiritual, the unseen level, were shaping me into a direction that ultimately, when I said I've had enough, kind of like uncle or like Jacob in the Bible, I wrestled until finally I had to say, I give up. Give me a new name. This yeah. tap I'm done. Out. Yeah, tap out. That's when the game changed. That's when the cataclysmic shift occurred. And not that I had it all figured out. It wasn't like, ah, you know, angels yeah. singing and glory, hallelujah. Those things were there. But it wasn't like I, it was like I, my, my trajectory changed. And now my purpose, my reason for existing changed, even though I still had to discover and I still am discovering. I would, I would say, as I use the term being, I would use also the term becoming. Yeah. This is a continuous journey of relationship with God and he is in this like major restoration project things that I thought about years ago they're just not even there some things still but but through Christ through the power of his word through the presence of the spirit through all these factors kind of working like over time I've changed I've I'm transforming I'm growing I'm maturing and ultimately back to where we started as well I'm becoming more like him, which is the ultimate who. Jesus is our example. We're a reflection of him here on earth. And and that's, I'm seeing that now. I'm understanding that now. I can live into that now. My my purpose now has shifted because now I'm, I'm connected to ultimate truth. And so that affects my decisions. So now my decisions are weighed off of that. My yeah. my awareness of myself and my surroundings and my family and, and where I spend my time and my resources and the gifts that got all of those things weigh into that now, lean into that truth. So that becomes my true north. That's right. my navigation now. Right. And everything filters through that. But, but I just get in, in that last two minutes... That's 54 years That's right. of, of learning and growing and, and trials and tribulations and victories and blessings and all of that mixed up into my story, 
which again is in the larger story of humanity right created by god ultimately being redeemed by god forever so my story and his story ultimately is this purpose-filled life if you will but i want to touch on those that that may not believe that yet or or that struggle with that Mm -hmm. um because if you don't if you're not where we're at, where we're continually growing in that relationship and learning, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a lifelong process. Mm-hmm. I don't care how old you are. I've never spoken with anyone of any age at all that, that is a believer that said that they've figured it all out. You know, we're all constantly growing. So I kind of want to look at this from the perspective of someone who's not following Christ right now. I think that there's this empty spot in us mm-hmm. or empty place in us that we are trying to fill Mm -hmm. regardless of who you are i think that's the cry of humanity there's this empty place in us but how are people filling that how did you fill that i I can tell you how i filled that Mm -hmm. when i started going through that questioning stage and nothing ever fits nothing ever fulfills how do how are people filling that what's that look like for the person that's not um using right now christ as that fulfilling purpose in their life. Yeah, I, certainly I can use some of my reference points. You know, I, I came to that ultimate truth at age 32. So even yeah. still, I lived more life without yeah, right. my true north, if you will, than right. I have with it. And as I shared earlier, you know, the circumstances that we're born into, we don't control. So that has a big impact. Sure, I would it does. say. I would say, generally speaking, um, and using my own background as a reference point as well, you know, we're we're looking for things that satisfy us. Yeah. In the moment, I mean, I can think of food. Yeah. You know, where we eat again, it's it, not necessarily bad things. No, food is part of. Yeah. It's necessary for life, and it we have to be careful that it doesn't become something that tries to numb pain or it while it tastes good, we don't go to excess with that because then there's there's ramification. You know, it, it can be food, it can be entertainment, it can be, yeah. you know, think of politics and how we can we can make out a political figure to be our kind of everything, to be our light. Like what what they say and believe is important we can make that ourselves. So it can be a president. It can be our, a congressperson, you know, a, a governor or a coach or a teacher. Again, not bad to have individuals impact us. But at some point, if you're not paying attention to your own decisions in that. So I think it, we can be influenced by people, relationships, we can pour ourselves into our work life. Yeah, you know, I did that. Yeah, tried to achieve, and you can get a lot of feedback, a lot of opportunity. It, it, again, if that's your 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 platform or the f- place you find yourself, some folks just it, that isn't their story. That they, yeah. that they've lost jobs, companies have closed. That's right. Uh, maybe they didn't have education opportunities, or you know they just can't seem to make their way, and they can get very down on life that I'm, you know, life isn't fair, right? Because it isn't, in it's s- not fair. in some ways. And, no. and so, yeah, I mean, it, it can be lived through the things that are around us, our relationships, stuff, you know, we can, 
we think, well, maybe if it's that car or that truck or that vacation or yeah. things that have good elements to them, if we're able to even acquire them, um, alcohol, drugs, you know, you're numbing things, pornography, um, you know, and, and I've been around a lot of those things and even experimented with some of those things along the way. And um, yeah, I mean, there's like cycles in this. It's like, you know, you, you have this need and then you try to fill this need, whatever it is. Right. And you you consume it because you think it's going to make you feel better. Yeah. And it may make you feel better in the moment. And then that moment passes. That's right. And then you're faced again with that that emptiness that you referred to. Or So what does that look like for someone who doesn't know God the way we're referencing God? I think it, it becomes a struggle for those that are aware of it. For those that aren't, there was a time I was blind to it. Hmm. You know, I'm thinking I'm kicking butt and taking names. Yeah, I'm right. thinking this is great. Yeah, I'm getting promotions. I'm getting opportunities. I'm, I'm, I'm having opportunities to receive education at no cost because of the place I find myself. People are affirming me. I've even gotten some awards, you know, like alumni of the year awards and right. you, know, you know, things like that, that, that are very good. And, you know, I'm almost like pumped up by it, you know, and, and then that becomes almost like the pursuit, like what's the next trophy I can claim or what's right. the next mountain I can conquer. And yeah, I mean that at some point, is there a self-awareness? Life can deal a blow, a disease, a death, um, an accident, a tragedy. Um, they're going to come, probably. Yeah. Um, a failed relationship, a divorce, uh, you know, a wayward child, or yourself even being incarcerated or something because you've broken the law. I mean, then, then does that cause you to look at those bigger questions or not? Yeah. And, and I think it's a tragedy when that change never, the potential for that change doesn't occur. Yeah. It, it, it really is. It gets heavy. Life gets heavy and it gets hard. It does. And, that, and that's exactly what I was, what I was, uh, I wanted for us to touch on is that I think that there are a lot of people out there who are successful, who have great jobs. They keep moving up the corporate ladder. Those are all good things. But I think, like you said, at some point, tragedy strikes. Or uh, what happens when you've reached the pinnacle? What's next? You know, what's next when you are president of your company? You know, is that going to be fulfilling enough? Um, there's always going to be an empty place. And I think for some of those that are listening right now, they're going, yeah, I'm there. You know, I, I, I lost my marriage. Um, my life's a wreck right now. I'm I, I don't have a job. I'm, all those things that are important to me are gone. So what is my purpose? Uh, I touched on Rick Warren. In, in 2002, Zondervan published the book by Rick Warren. Um, to date, over 32 million copies have been sold. He's number 10 on the all-time best-selling nonfiction books ever. Ever. Nonfiction. And as I read that stat, I was thinking... What does that say about our world's need for purpose? This thing was printed in, I forget how many different languages. So it's not just here in the United States. Everybody's seeking purpose. 
Rick Warren's got 32 million people plus people that wanted to find out what he had to say about it. Um, and, and it's a great book. If you haven't read it, Rick's got a lot of great insight in there, but it all centers around what we were talking about just earlier. And that is if your ultimate purpose is focused on eternity, then all the other things are going to fall into place. It doesn't mean life's going to be easy or it's going to always go our way. In fact, I've found quite the opposite in my life that it's, it's a little bit more difficult, but I wouldn't want to have it any other way because I wake up in the morning and I know what my purpose is. And even if I've got a lot of really heavy things going on that day, again, I can look past that and know that day in and day out, my purpose never changes. We started this thing with what people struggle most with, the three basic issues. The first is identity. Who am I? The second is importance. Do I matter? And the third is impact. What is my place in life? What What do you have to offer to someone right now who's at that place where they're at rock bottom, lost their marriage, they don't have a job, life's crashing down around them? Um, what would you say to that person? Well, one, I, I would in a sense, feel for that pain, that, that loss is very real. Yeah. Um, it's visceral. I mean, it, 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 it's consuming. Yeah. And for that, um, you know, I grieve with them, uh, in that regard, knowing that pain, if you will, whatever that could be for them, there is hope, even though you may not see it in the moment. Um, definitely, Think about, is there anyone in your life that you can trust, that you can rely? Are there people you can reach out to that can maybe be helpful to come alongside you and encourage you or be there with you Yeah, uh, just to be with? Now, if that's not the case, is there any way you could begin to seek out help? It, it, could it be an employer, people? Coworkers, if if you are employed, if you're if part of this problem is you've lost employment, uh, are there neighbors that you you know? I think the human element is the intangible here. It, it, it's the it's the important part. Yeah. Um, and and if you have no one, somehow seeking out help. Certainly, the church is there. It's meant to be a help. And I know the church hasn't always gotten it right. And that partly is because we don't always get it right. That's right. But we are trying to get it right. Yeah. Our, our purpose, our, our intentions are meant for good. And so I think it, it's, is there any way you can begin to reach out yeah. and ask for help, you know, um, and, and, and hang on? What's the lifeline potentially um, to try to find, at least in the moment, uh, the ability to breathe, the ability to find your surroundings enough that you can go, okay, here's where I am. Yeah. Help me take the next step. We need relationship. Um, yeah. And we can't do things alone, regardless of how powerful yeah. we think we are. So I think that's great advice is to find someone to lean on. Um, and now you may be in a circumstance, and we know of these circumstances. I mean, it's hard for me to believe that, you know, in our region where we live, sexual trafficking is, yeah, is we're one of the highest yeah. places in our country. I mean, it's, you know, you, it's hard. To, so you think of someone who's in that circumstance, right. who's oppressed and in bondage, 
out of their control, what do they do? How do they cry That's out? a good point. I mean, ultimately, that's where crying out to a higher power is, is real. Oh, yeah. I mean, while we talk about can you reach out to someone, that's kind of in this scene realm, if you will, which is very important. You can cry out to God. I mean, yeah. God does hear how he'll work that out. I don't know. But I know he's faithful. Yeah. I know he is a God that cares, whether you've known that or not, or, or, or even aware of that. I wasn't aware of it. I was blind to it. And I can look back now and, and know that he is real. He does care. How that's going to come into your pathway, I don't know. But I know if, if you're open to that, if you're, if you're willing to take that step, almost if you will, take that risk. Yeah, That's a word we're familiar yeah. with. Yeah. There, there is benefit that can come from that somehow. And sometimes it is in the person or it is in the, 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 the church, if you will. Or it could even be, you know, reaching out to a counselor, reaching out to a coach, or reaching out to a teacher or a policeman or, or, or officer, whatever. I mean, what what is that that allows you to look up and at least try to find a sense of hope, try to find a sense of potential to change. And and the harshness of of life is many times we don't change until the pain of that change needs to be great than the pain of changing. You know, it's almost like if we stay the same, whether it's circumstances brought on us by our own decisions or someone else, we have to come to that point where we say, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't want this anymore. Yeah. Again, this relationship's bad for me. It's toxic. I got to get out of this relationship. Yeah. I don't know what that looks like, but I got to... You, you hope that those moments come that then we're willing to say, I don't know what it looks like and it may be painful, but staying here ain't it. That's right. And, and that's hopefully creates a movement if if you have the means to do that. If you don't, boy, then we just, I mean, we pray that those chains of oppression would be broken because we know that's a reality in our world as well. Absolutely. I think we're also talking about at this point, hope. And uh, ultimately that really is our purpose is the hope that we have in Christ. And so I think that, you know, this has been good. And again, I appreciate you being here and and sharing um, so much wisdom in this. I, I, uh, I want to encourage those that are listening that are at a place, you know, maybe it's not drastic. Maybe you're just kind of feeling that emptiness and life is great. You've got the American dream. Life is great. I would urge you to consider that greater purpose in Christ. Just just test him out because we know that he's there. We know that he's real. We know that he loves you. And... He's got more for you than than just the American dream. And uh, so I would encourage you, uh, if you're not already in church, find a church. Uh, Jim, you're right. We're, we're not doing it perfect. Um, a lot of times we get criticism because we're not doing it perfect. And we're kind of under the spotlight uh, of the world. But you know what? Um, churches that I've been to, they're people, imperfect people, but uh, someone that loves you. And I think you you touched on something, those those big questions. Who am I? And and And... You know, sort of like, am I important? And then 
how can I give or how can I how can I live out sort of a purpose-filled life? They almost go in that order. Yeah. That the more we understand who we are, yeah, truly, right. yeah. And the more we understand how valuable we are, then I then then that ability to give, that ability to release tends to grow in proportion. Now, I'm not saying it's a formula. It's kind of an independent Right. interdependent mix yeah you know but when you start to put all those things together it does start to release and then even the humility to say ah the words aren't coming well it's okay yeah i mean ultimately it is yeah you're we're in this journey together we're we're we're, we're trying to do our part we're trying to live and again bringing god in this to glorify god to let people know there is a god whether he's seen to you or not, you've ever, he cares. We've discovered that truth. Others have discovered that truth. And it's life-giving truth. Yeah. And, and how you can come to that place, this moment where you would say, I'm interested. I don't have it all figured out. You never will. That's right. Because ultimately it's about this who relationship, this idea yeah. of God coming into your life and through all these elements of of connecting to a church and and reading the bible and studying the bible and and serving and and worshiping god through living life and and being in a life-giving community and that's the transformative effect that then creates a greater awareness of this yeah it's just like this this manifold kind of growth that starts to occur in us from the inside out my encouragement i think our encouragement is Take the step. Yeah, absolutely. Take the step. It's it, yeah. it, it it's worth everything. It 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 just is worth. And then God takes your story and the things that He's redeeming. You're like this great reclamation project over time. It's so amazing that He starts to use the things that were mm, yeah. burdensome to you and troublesome to you, and as He's yeah. touching them and changing them and transforming them. They become your story that you share with other people. Like purpose brought right. me here. Yeah, this isn't something that just came up a couple of weeks ago. God's been working this purpose thing in me for a whole lifetime. That's right. That it means so much to me, and I I've had so many of these conversations with people because it it was part of my emptiness. It was part of my darkness. It was part of my being sort of wandering in the world. And because God has touched it and claimed it and making it new, it becomes my testimony. It becomes my story. That's right. Yeah. And and yeah. And each of us have that story to share because God gets the credit. Yeah. We're the recipients of that grace and mercy and so on. And that gives us life then to walk and be open to when those moments come to say, yeah, this is what God's done for me. Yeah. This is what he means to me. He means everything. I, I used to say, man, going to a ball game, you know, like going to a game and, you know, victory. It's like, man, that's great. There's nothing like it. Or you say, man, let's go to a party and we party hard and we just, oh, man, that's great, isn't it? Walking with God, there's nothing like it. Mm -hmm. It's like it, it touches every part of who you are. It makes anything that you would say here on earth is, is like the best thing ever. It, it just pales. And that's something that you can experience. So if you're, if you're questioning that or looking for that or life has got you down like in a grip 
and you're just ready to tap out, yeah, call out to God, yeah. call out to people who have a connection or you've seen something different in them and, and they can begin to come alongside you and walk with you in a way that begins to change you may not change circumstances, That's right. but as you change circumstances change because of the way you see them and the way you receive them. And then ultimately the way you live in them. Yeah. Yeah. Living with purpose changes your complete perspective on everything in your life. I want to thank you for joining us, uh, Jim. Thank you for being here again. Um, so, so honored to have you and uh, to talk about such an important topic that I know touches all of our lives. Well, thanks again for joining us. We hope that this episode was helpful to you and maybe made you think a little bit about your purpose in life. We invite you to check out our Facebook page, our Twitter, and our Instagram. Uh, follow us on LinkedIn as well. And if you would do us a big favor, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you could go down and just click on those stars to rate us. And if you have a little extra time, just send a review out. Uh, we really would appreciate that because it helps us to grow. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next week on Behind the Mic, Conversations of Hope. <laughs> <laughs>